1: To Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, is, we're here. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, Jason Moore. RockAuto.com. For those that don't know that beautiful bearded face, that's Jason Moore, host of the Fantasy Footballers. Um, <laughs> one of the best fantasy football podcasts on the planet Uh Local boy here in in Arizona, Suns fan as you can as you can very well see on his T shirt. Jason, we've been trying to do this for a while, so thank you very much uh, for taking some time today, man.
2: Yeah, I've been looking forward to coming on the Locked On Suns podcast for a while now, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, very excited.
1: <laughs> I, you know, yes. fantasy basketball has has passed us by. Okay, I appreciate the cross pollination, the uh, the cross marketing for Brendan Clean over at Locked On Suns. Um, Tell me about this ride for you as a Phoenix Sun fan. We'll get into plenty of fantasy football talk.
2: Give me a little little juice into the insight of you as a Suns fan of what it's been like here in the Valley for you. Well, you know, look, I, I've I've grown up here. I was an 11 year old boy with tears streaming down his face when the Suns lost basketball was life because the Cardinals sucked the Diamondbacks weren't here the Coyotes weren't here so like this has rejuvenated every inner young boy in me and I am crazy excited be going to every home game I can uh going to the finals this week I mean look when we're up 3-0 as we all know is going to happen I'm flying to Milwaukee and we're going to close that thing out let's go
0: are you a little shocked that it it was that this was the team that made it all the way to the to the finals? I mean, after all those Nash years, the run and gun, the seven seconds or less, Amari, Raja Bell, but then it's Chris Paul taking a team that's been you know irrelevant and just just faced with futility for so long, and then this is the team to come out of it.
2: No, not surprised at all. I mean, 5 years in a row with a winning percentage of 308. <laughs> yeah, like every you can't say you're not surprised. <laughs> Nobody saw this coming. I don't right. I don't care if Jay Crowder's like, "Oh, yeah, they they're good." You didn't see this coming. <laughs> um, but every everybody's gotten out of the way and it just seems like a magical uh, you know, it's the Suns year.
1: Oh, Jason Moore at Jason FFL on Twitter. Follow the uh, fantasy footballers podcast at the FF ballers on Twitter, the fantasy as well. We'll talk some Cardinals here too, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is bonkers and selfishly for Bo and myself, it's a nice little gap uh, gapped bridge between the end of the NFL season and training camp where, you know, the whole shift from COVID, obviously the reason why it happened wasn't great, obviously, but the fact that there's meaningful basketball in the Valley into July when we only have six weeks left. I mean, it's less than 70 days till the NFL season kickoff. It's a beautiful thing all around. Like Cardinals fans and Suns fans are uniting at this point for the same and very different reasons.
2: That's right. Hand in hand, skipping down the road, giant smiles on our faces. Good time to be a a Phoenix fan. Well, you you grew
0: up here, and uh, I mean, it was a Suns town. It was, absolutely. I mean, the round mound of rebound that run to the finals, as you mentioned, that had tears streaming down your face. And then of course I mentioned the Nash era. But then I mean it seemed like the run with Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, the massive playoff performance. And then the Cardinals kind of took hold of it. What is it now? Is it a football town or a basketball town? Uh, the truth is this is a basketball town. Like I I Whoa. love football. Football yeah. is better than
2: basketball to me. I'm a I'm pretty much a one sport guy, even though I love the Suns. Like I'm I, you know, obviously my career, everything is uh, NFL focused. Um, and I love it. If I could only pick one game to go to, I'm going to go to a Cardinals game. Uh, I'm going to watch football over basketball. But the truth is, this this is a Suns town. Sorry, everybody. It's Charles Barkley built this sports city to our generation. Jason Moore, let's shift here then to the NFL. So it's been
1: a fun offseason. Maybe making the trade for DeAndre Hopkins two years ago seem boring. Compared to what's happened this year, even though maybe the DeAndre Hopkins trade was obviously, you know, the more pronounced move to make a team better than what they were the year before. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, we're the same age. How big did your heart smile when you saw that A.J. Green signed with the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. if at
2: all? Oh, uh, my my heart shed many tears uh, (laughs) in sadness. I think A.J. Green is washed. Um, I don't think he has anything left. He had 104 targets. And if you watch all those 104 targets last season, you can easily blame Joe Burrow. The ball is just, just out of reach every single time. It's just, just out of reach. But when I watch the film, I feel like, well, he's not out of reach to any of the other wide receivers. He can hit all the other guys. If every ball is out of reach to A.J. Green, it's an A.J. Green problem. And so I was actually pretty upset. I'm, I'm, I'm off the belief. I, you know, when it, when the, when the, you know when it collapses for great wide receivers especially the big bodied wide receivers it's over um you've got plenty of examples in the past and even though him and julio are the same age like we haven't seen any signs of julio fading but between the uh the injury history and the production last year not not so much now jj Watt, i'm I'm much more excited about i think he's got meaningful impactful football for the cardinals far more than i I believe uh, and i hope i'm wrong but I, I don't believe AJ Green has much left to give.
0: Yeah, I, w- I want to get into the conversation about uh, where DeAndre Hopkins is as far as since he's come to the desert from Houston. Is he still, you know, top five wide receiver? Especially when you're drafting this uh, later this summer. Hopefully later this summer, not too early. But as far as wide receiver two, is Alex is kind of shedding some light on here with AJ Green. So, in your opinion, WR two for the Arizona Cardinals is who then? It's AJ Green. Um I I'm just sad about it. Um
2: <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to be on the field the most yeah. um I think he'll be the, you know, the actual wide receiver 2 in two wide receiver sets. Um I I would say the next best wide receiver is Christian Kirk. Um but um it, the wide receiver 2 will be which for fantasy, AJ Green being the wide receiver 2 in real life means that DeAndre Hopkins is the guy again. That's what it means to me. He is top five, both in real NFL and in fantasy. He's my number five wide receiver for the 2021 season.
1: He's Jason Moore at Jason FFL on Twitter, host of Fantasy Footballers, Alex Clancy, Brock. On the other side, we're going to dive deep. Kyler Murray, are his rankings correct, according to Jason Moore? Are DeAndre Hopkins, as he just mentioned, rankings correct, projection-wise, ahead of 2021? What the hell is this running back room going to look like, if anything? And I have a bone to pick with Jason Moore. It's going to be awesome. Coming up next Uh-oh. on Locked on Cardinals. Bo, don't worry. It has nothing to do with you. But first, <laughs> betonline.ag. Listen, NBA Finals tonight, NHL Stanley Cup, I think tomorrow after Game 4 last night. Major League Baseball, it's like – if I always say this. I wish that Major League Baseball was my favorite sport. It's like March Madness for six months. You can watch baseball from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And betonline.ag has got you covered for all of them. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. I think uh, Conor McGregor's got a fight coming up. Before the next pitch, shot, slap shot, whatever, go to bet online on your laptop or mobile device, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. With promo code locked on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Second segment here, locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Jason Moore, um, homegrown kid, eleven years old, tears streaming down his face when John Paxson hit the shot, free throw line extended, sweet as Outday. butter. He was um, more wide open than I am right now, so I probably could have hit that. Uh, the Suns have come full circle after not making the playoffs for ten years. This is a magical run and as his t-shirt says he reps the rally the valley. Uh I do have a bone to pick with Jason Moore. One of the sweetest people I've ever met until you ask him a dumb fantasy football question. And this is the best reason why Jason and the fantasy footballers are what they are. They're not going to they're they're going to cut the crap. And they're going to tell you what they think, what is real, and they are right the majority of the time. I'm going to give you a little ditty, and I hope Jason remembers this because <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. So I, Bo, and I talk every Sunday about our fantasy football teams. I had one that was decimated by running back injury, Saquon Barkley, etc. It's it's a you know it's a common story from last year. I had to start Corey Clement when Miles Sanders was out, and it was a Monday night game or Sunday night game against the Giants. I'm like, do I start Corey Clement or find somebody on the waiver wire? Jason very curtly, very sternly says, you never start Corey Clement. <laughs> and the way he said it made it made it feel like there was a, an F-bomb in there, but there wasn't because he was being polite. But I took i fa- – I'm like, well, damn it. Damn it, I will not ask you any more dumb questions. Thank you, Jason Moore, for screening me into the upper echelon of question asking when it comes to fantasy football.
2: Well, look. I mean, th- that's not a bad question you asked. It was it was an important question because if you're gonna do something stupid, better to better to not better than that's what Mama always said. Better to not do something stupid than to do something stupid. So ask your stupid questions. Just you know, have that tough skin that can that can handle. It. Did you start Corey Clement? No. Good man. Did, you, Did I though?
1: Yeah. Bo is Bo is the worst fantasy ball player on the planet. So d- Jason, I, let's dive into this. Tyler Murray. Let's talk Kyler Murray, because one of the huge storylines that Bo and I have talked about, obviously, is how directly correlated is Kyler Murray running the ball to victories for the Arizona Cardinals? And we saw for the first half of last season, he was one of the best we've seen. He had MVP talks around him when they started 6-3 and three after the Hale Murray. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, and then it kind of dissipated towards the second half of the season. You were kind of flipping that on its head when it comes to fantasy football. Is Kyler Murray a top five fantasy football quarterback going into next season?
2: Um, Well, he's definitely a top five quarterback. Uh, As seen by my A.J. Green takes, uh, I try my best not to be a homer. Um, Mm -hmm. But Kyler Murray is my quarterback one. He's ahead of Patrick Mahomes. He's ahead of Josh Allen, ahead of Lamar Jackson for fantasy football. Um, And you might be like, well, What? There's a homer? Um, Except he was the clear cut far and away by a wide margin quarterback one last year up through week uh, 11 and then he hurt his shoulder and then he sucked the rest of the way so it's like do you believe that this guy who all of a sudden stopped throwing well stopped running the ball that much after an injury like that's the real Kyler or the first 11 weeks when he was on fire um, you're going into year three kind of like what we saw with Josh Allen last year you could take a leap forward. So, yeah, I th- I think when you've got the, there's nobody, you know, this is like what Steve Kimes said when he drafted him, he's right. He's seen people that can run as well as Kyler, better. He's seen people that could pass as well as Kyler, better. But you've never really seen anyone who can throw as good and run as good as Kyler Murray. And when you have both of those things for fantasy football, it's great because your your consistency is going to be there week to week with the rushing baseline. He's going to use the rushing if the passing isn't working, in which case you have a good game. Let's say he doesn't run the ball that much this year. Well, it's because he was better in the pocket and you had a great game, a great season. So um, I, I think he's the best high-end quarterback value. I don't usually draft quarterbacks high, but he's a guy that sometimes, like like you said, I'm getting him as the fifth quarterback off the board I'm getting him in the fifth round of my fantasy football draft, stocking up on running backs and wide receivers in those first four rounds um, as opposed to giving up a second or third round pick on a higher-tier quarterback that I think will finish behind Kyler.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, you're saying everything that we pretty much say on a daily basis when we're talking about Kyler Murray and some of the disrespect that he gets around the country from outsiders of Arizona. I mean, even in the championship game, He has a very pedestrian performance and still puts up 15 points. His floor seems like it's very high. Yeah, yeah, it is because
2: any rushing quarterback, it's stupid. I hate it for fantasy, but this is just how they score it because they did it yesteryear. You get one point for every 10 rushing yards versus one point for every 25 passing yards in fantasy. So it's just a cheat code. A mobile quarterback, a rushing quarterback is better than a pocket passer for fantasy. Now, uh, before we move on
1: to running backs, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a, it, it's a formality, that kind of conversation, where you want to put him. I mean, I'm curious about your take, but the the more important part about this conversation is injury concerns for Kyler. So it's like when, you know, you used to play with Michael Vick in uh, NFL 2K, and he's the fastest guy on the field, but he has the most better chances of fumbling or getting injured. Injury concerns for Kyler moving forward is that Is that a concern to take him or you're like, you know what? Anybody could get injured on any play. So you can't really think about that when you're drafting in fantasy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm far more uh, the the latter there because every single look at running back, right? Running back is obviously a brutal position. Uh, They can get injured. Uh, We know that from if anybody's played last year of the top 20 running backs, there were only two that actually played 16 games. Like injuries are just part of the NFL. And you injuries are much better than sucking, because if a guy is injured and he's not active, I'm pivoting. I'm grabbing someone off the waiver wire and I'm not having a bad performance. I'm having, you know, not a Kyler Murray performance, but I'm pivoting to a good matchup and I'm fine. So if you're going to get injured, that sucks. Uh, boohoo! But everyone has that chance. Kyler doesn't have some kind of injury history like a like a Debo Samuel or or even a James Connor um, has that are red flags. He's just smaller, but he protects himself honestly a little bit too much. But he protects himself, so I'm not too worried about injury at all when I draft Kyler.
0: That's that's interesting you say that because uh, I had commented on something that we posted on our Twitter account at Locked AZ Cards from uh, Mike Tannenbaum, the failed Jets GM. Uh, From Sports Info Solutions, Injury Prediction Tool projects that Kyler Murray was the most likely of any QB to miss at least one game. It's like, have you not seen Jimmy Garoppolo? The guy's played one full season. He's always injured. There's guys I would never consider Kyler Murray an injury risk. He's pretty, we point out he's elusive. He takes himself out of harm's way. I, I'm just not concerned about that, and it's, it's not going to come into consideration when I'm drafting him, and I've got him as the potential top quarterback up the board. It just doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, I've I've met those guys, and um, I hope that they continue to uh, grow a great business. But I've never used that service for predicting <laughs> um, actual injuries. I mean, I will say this: He, it, it, Kyler Murray, he's small, and obviously he's super uh, injury prone. He's never wait, no, he's, n- yeah, he's never missed a game. Okay. right, So, exactly. okay. So he's played 16 both years. So yeah, he's probably the number one highest risk guy.
0: And all the games at Oklahoma, the previous season to that, I mean, there's just not an injury history to to take from, let me ask you this though. This is a big question uh, when you're staring down and you're getting at the back end of your draft and you're looking for some running backs. So you don't have to start Corey Clement or the prospect of it, <laughs> you know, James Conner Chase Edmonds whose upside do you like more
2: if the question is what you said whose upside is higher than it is Chase Edmonds because uh an injury to James Conner takes Chase Edmonds to another level an injury to Chase Edmonds pretty much will probably leave James Conner near where he was um but don't hear what I'm not saying I would draft James Conner over Mm. Chase Edmonds because it's not entirely about upside um and the role that I think James Conner is going to establish is going to be pretty similar to the Kenyon Drake role last year. Right now, and granted, it's, it's a little early uh, for accurate ADP data, but the average draft position of uh, Chase Edmonds is a fifth-round pick, which is a really valuable pick. The, the average draft position of James Conner is an eighth-round pick. That's where wow. it's like, I'm going to take the wide receivers over Chase Edmonds, and I'm going to take a guy in James Conner who maybe he's 90% of Kenyon Drake but Kenyon Drake wasn't that good last year, and he was the running back 14, so the reason Kenyon Drake was a huge disappointment for fantasy is because he's a first-round draft pick. Maybe he fell to the top of the second round, but James Conner getting in the eighth, so if he finishes as the running back 20, that's a steal. You've got the starting running back for a high-powered offense with tons of goal-line opportunities. I believe Chase Edmonds has had one carry inside the five in his career. He's just hmm. not the touchdown guy. So I, I'm going to take James Conner at a value several rounds later. But the upside, if you said one of these guys is a top five guy this year, well, then it's probably because James Conner got injured, which has happened before. Um, and I, you know, and then it's Chase Edmonds.
1: He's Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. Very wildly popular podcast here in the desert with us. Alex Flanty-Bowbrock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Coming up next... Wide receivers and defense. Where the hell is this defense going to rank? Is it going to be top five? Is it going to be bottom 15? Could kind of go one of two ways. We'll talk about both of those things. Uh, Bo, Bilt Bar, talk to me about it.
0: The, uh, The protein bar, it's the equivalent of the Fantasy Footballers podcast. It's the greatest right now on the market. Best tasting, no doubt about it. You want to go to builtbar.com, save yourself some cash already, get 15% off with the promo code LOCK15. And right now they've got not just the summer limited time flavors of orange and strawberry, which are fantastic, but also another new limited time flavor, which is the grasshopper cookie. And you're like, well, that sounds pretty disgusting. Grasshopper, it's a bug. I don't want that in my mouth, but it's actually like you're, it's it's basically a a, uh, Girl Scout cookie. It's the mint Cookie. It's delicious. It tastes exactly like that. And check out this: 150 calories, 17 grams of muscle pack and protein, and only five grams of sugar. And if that isn't something you're interested in, you've got your normal nine flavors. You can always rely upon coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone, every bar, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 80 grams of, or 130 to 180 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs all amazing flavors all tasty all healthy all protein bars disguised as candy bars go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 get 15 percent off your next order builtbar.com
1: oh man i want orange so bad um jason if you haven't had built bars seriously i'll buy you a box for coming on <laughs> like dude they're incredible okay they're, and yeah, like it's with a banana or something in the morning. Like they're they're the best. Um, also,
2: I, I accept your money.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're a car guy, Jason. Please don't tell me that you are because you're going to make me and Bo feel bad. But rockauto.com, um, they're my favorite to talk about. Every parent has a favorite. You know they have a favorite child. Uh, Bo has three brothers. I'm sure Bo is the favorite because he had the best hairline. Uh, rockauto.com, it saves you from going to a chain storefront. It's a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. It's easy. It's easy rockauto.com search for what you want they don't upcharge you if you're not a manufacturer which is fantastic you don't again have to go to a chain storefront and say hey uh excuse me ma'am or mister i don't know what i'm doing help me um it's not awkward because you can do it from the comfort of your own your own home and your basketball shorts prices are reliably low go to rockauto.com right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts a car will ever need rockauto.com Calm. All right, final segment here. Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers at JasonFFLFantasyFootballers.com. Is that right? Or TheFantasyFootballers.com?
2: Either of them work, so it's Beautiful. up to you. I mean, we are Beautiful. the Fantasy Footballers, though. You, you know? are.
1: You are. Uh, local product here. Huge Suns fan, Suns and Four. Uh, his words. Jason, the running back room, as Bo mentioned, it's ugh, like it's it, it, It's muddy. You know, it's just kind of, you don't really know. You kind of wish you could have both of those attributes in one running back, but the Cardinals are splitting them into two. Uh, I agree with you about James Conner. He's going to fall into the end zone probably more proficiently than what Kenyon Drake did. There were a lot of first and goals from the three that turned into the third and goals from there. Yeah, but, Bo, he could add 15. I mean, there were so many. Like, it, it was partially play calling you had your uh, – Kyler Murray probably stole five of them from him. But I feel like James Conner is more proficient from just taking the A-gap and just running over the center. I think Rodney Hudson will help him a lot regarding that. We'll see what happens with Chase Edmonds between the 20s and in the passing game. When you have DeAndre Hopkins as your bona fide wide receiver one, he's a target monster, and you know that – just tell me quickly where you have him ranked for 2021 progressions uh, 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 projections across the NFL.
2: Uh, I have him as the wide receiver five behind uh, only Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, and Stephon Diggs.
1: And you know what's so interesting about those guys, Jason Moore, my favorite stat from the from the offseason, which uh, puts a negative light on Cliff Kingsbury, is Devontae Adams had more red zone receptions than DeAndre Hopkins had targets. And that's something that just can't happen. Now, that's you have him as top five. With A.J. Green, could you see him, if healthy, Getting eight, nine, ten targets a game as a wide receiver too,
2: with that huge share that's still up for grabs. No, um, I, I don't. <laughs> I think that the, there is a there's going to be an absolute clear alpha wide receiver one in DeAndre Hopkins, just like there always has been since DeAndre Hopkins emerged as a star back in the day Uh, when he came to Arizona was like okay it's a new team it's a new scheme you don't know how it's going to fit in and then lo and behold he did what he's done his entire career it's going to happen again this year and when you get near the red zone if they're going to throw the ball it's probably going to be to DeAndre Hopkins but again the bad play calling they just love to run it up the middle and say oh let's try this again and again and again thank goodness we have Rodney Hudson it might actually work this year um but I don't see high touchdown volume for, for A.J. Green. I've got him currently with four and a half touchdowns
0: as my projection. It's rough. That's, that's real low there. So, I mean, as far as targets within the red zone, there's no tight end on this roster that's a pass catcher. Max Williams is known for his blocking prowess. We mentioned A.J. Green. Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. Um, who are maybe... Who's a sleeper in your eyes? Is there any... I mean, it's, it's pretty top-heavy. I mean, we know what you're going to get from the proven commodities. Anybody you know, that you're eyeing and if you say Andy Isabella, I'll swing at you. I mean, is it uh, I, can, I, <laughs> I can't imagine Andy Isabella being on the roster right. um, when they yeah.
2: when they draft Rondell Moore, uh, that's saying, OK, well, we you know, you swing and you miss you, you get up, you yeah. swing again. Um, you know, Rondell Moore was a really, really exciting prospect. My notes when I studied him was just, man, I love this guy. Man, I love this guy. Oh, my gosh. This kid's blowing my mind. I loved it. And I really wanted him to go to a place with a great uh, offensive mind, a great play caller. I was super disappointed when he came to the Arizona Cardinals hmm. um, because I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury as a as a offensive play caller um, personally. I, I think that he's overblown from some of his college days. Um, if he use, if I'm wrong, and he uses Rondell Moore correctly, Rondell Moore is absolute electricity, and you get around the goal line. If you've got the threat of the run up the middle, the Kyler rollout, and then the speedy little demon uh, of Rondell Moore that can go anywhere in between that, I, I, he would be my sleeper breakout. Um, I don't project him to do it because, again, I, I think he's probably going to be misused. I, I, I think Andy Isabella was misused. I think he could have done a lot more than just jet sweeps. Um, and if that's what they end up doing with Rondell Moore, then we'll be disappointed in him. But he has the talent. And this offense certainly is one you want to target for fantasy because you expect a high pace of play, you expect a lot of points. So if those two things could come together and make magic in Rondell Moore.
1: All right, Jason Moore, one more here. Let's let's move over to the defense. Um... This is going to be exciting. Uh, I've gone on record, Bo, and I've talked a lot about it, that in real football, if the defense is the strength of this team, there's no reason Cliff Kingsbury needs to be here because what what's the point of him being here if the defense is the strength of the team and Vance Joseph is leading the charge? Do you trust Vance Joseph to get the most out of this defense opportunistically and sack-wise to make them a viable top-10 fantasy football defense?
2: I, I trust him enough. Um I, I I'm not a huge believer, but he actually won me over towards the second half of last year. when he was dealing with injuries, a lot, you know, I, I was very disappointed. Uh, obviously, we all wanted to see Isaiah out there more and utilized and understand how to use a weapon like that uh, on the defensive side. But it took a couple of injuries for him to start scheming and manufacturing pressure. Uh, and I thought he did a great job at that. So now going into another year, with the majority of those players um, and understanding the scheme a little bit better. I'm, I'm excited to see what could be, obviously our cornerbacks are just, Oh man, they're atrocious, but we are, we're hoping that they are bailed out by the pass rush. So can it be a top 10 defense? Yes. I think with Vance Joseph, it can be, will it be the strength of the team? No, no. Kyler and the offense will be the strength of this team. It's
1: gotta be. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be Ryan or, uh, Jason. Sorry. Thank you so much, man. This has been, I don't know. I, I was thinking about my other job. Uh, thank you very much for doing this. Really appreciate it. I know you're busy. I know you had to drive down the studio to pop on with us. Please, everybody at JasonFFLFantasyFootballers.com. FFL fantasyfootballers.com. Like you guys are the best in the business It uh, by my account. Um, real fun, funny fantasy football podcast where if you draft Christian McCaffrey and he gets injured, you may see Jason Moore slowly snake his way out of his chair um, (laughs) on video, and uh, you get to watch that for your enjoyment. Uh, Real quick, non-Cardinals related, give me your number one overall pick in PPR and your sleeper of the year, putting you on the spot because I didn't ask you about this before we went on.
2: Uh, my number one overall pick is Christian McCaffrey I think it's obvious his his uh, he's so far and above every other player that you could play in one single slot even the three games we saw last year he was the running back one over those three games so I've got no worries about that no worries about the injury um if you're talking about sleepers uh, I'm not gonna go super deep here uh you know we, we gave Rondell more but the one guy that I think has more of breakout potential and I think could be a one of those guys It's like, if you're talking about the 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 early middle rounds, who could actually be the running back one who isn't being drafted like that? I, I think it could be Cam Akers taking over the Todd Gurley role with a souped-up offense, unfortunately, in our division. uh, But he's got extreme talent. We saw that in the playoffs last year. So he's a guy that I expect to, to outproduce where he's being drafted by, by a wide margin.
1: Put it in my veins. Right now, I want to draft <laughs> right now now. I know.
2: I know. Fantasy football. Yeah.
1: Alex Lancey Bulbrock, Jason Moore from Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Check them out at Jason FFL on Twitter. The Fantasy Footballers or FantasyFootballers.com They're the best in the business. Jason, thanks so much for your time and we will talk to all of you tomorrow.